This just in from Just Riding Along Outdoor Media, Matt's Week in Review with an update on breaking bicycle industry news. Hello and welcome to Matt's Week in Review, recording on 4-21-2022 because as we established last week, I have no idea what month it is. Going to talk about some kind of legal adjacent news. We're going to talk about some mountain bikes. We're going to finish up with a little gravel. And this one's going to be a little bit shorter than the last few because there's not a ton of compelling news that I want to cover today. So in semi-legal but not super official stuff, uh, Santa Cruz hecklers might have a stop sale. And I say might because there's been some grumblings throughout the industry, but nothing formally announced by Santa Cruz yet. You can find some things if you go to like some e-bike forums and you can hear where people have you know, been told to not ride their new bike until there's an issue resolved. And the, the issue that is going on is the battery might fall out, which is suboptimal to say the least. So that's all we know about this one. It feels really odd to me that there's an issue that's being handled in private rather than in public. But I don't know. This is what we know so far. Going to the other end of the legal spectrum, where not products are maybe not falling within consumer safety, but where people are not being kind to one another. Oakland, California, there's been a big rash of bike jacking. No, not bike packing, bike jacking. I know it was a terrible joke in light of this serious matter, but no one comes here for my maturity or overwhelming self-control. So... Yeah, just know if you're out there, folks might be stealing your bike at gunpoint. And as the police in Oakland said, property is replaceable. So bike, car, whatever, probably in your best interest to just give it up if someone puts a gun in your face because live to ride another day. Go home and hug your family. That's my recommendation. Moving into things much more fun, uh, mountain bike stuff. Antidote releases the Wood Sprite. Biggest thing to know is they claim this bike goes downhill like a stabbed rat. That is a direct claim from the company. I don't know what that means, but it gets people going. It's provocative. Bike has a really neat shock setup where the shock lives behind the rear tire. Yeah, I said it. Oh my gosh. For for the record, I've deleted and started this one over because I flubbed something up so bad that I couldn't recover. What I meant to say is the bike has a neat shock setup where the shock lives behind the seat tube in front of the tire. The shock obviously doesn't live behind the rear tire. It sits in front of the tire behind the seat tube. 135 rear travel with designing, or it was designed around 140 or 150 fork. Yeah, so there you go. Moving on into a category of bike that I really want to talk about. Both Santa Cruz and Canyon have a new bike on the market, and we're going to talk Santa Cruz first. It is the Mega Tower V2, 170 front, 165 rear, dedicated 29er. No chainstay flip-floppers like the V1 had where you could adjust chainstay length, but this does have size-specific chainstay lengths. We have a glove box frame storage, so for those of you out there that are scratching your noggin, it's SWAT, specialized SWAT in a Santa Cruz. You can access the down tube and put your stuff in there. Of course, they can't say that, but I can. 10 out of 10, would ride. This really isn't the kind of bike that I would use very much, 
But I have an itch for a bike that has gobs of travel. And to be honest, I can't really put my finger on why. I think maybe it's because I haven't ridden a 38 or Zeb chassis yet. And I would like a bike with those parts to get a feel for how they work and really perform on the trail. But I don't know how often I would really need a bike with this much travel. Probably not often at all, if ever. But it would be fun to play on one for a month or two. It looks good. I mean, the Mega Tower V2 looks good, but so does every other Santa Cruz. So not really surprising on the looks front that Santa Cruz made an appealing bike that you look at and you want to buy. Um, luckily for us, this one doesn't have a battery that can fall out. So there's your terrible joke. Moving into the canyon, they have the new Strive CFR 170 front. And you can on-the-fly select 140 or 160 rear. This one's really neat because it has a headset cup that allows you to reach-adjust the bike. So it'll have a 0, a minus 5 millimeter or plus 5 millimeter reach setting. So to give you an idea, on the extra-large, your reach could be as short as 525 or as long as 535. Pretty cool. And really, really long. I mean, 535 is bigger than double extra large from some brands. I'm not really sure I could ride an extra large in this bike, which is kind of neat because I'm not that big. I've always ridden extra larges and been like, they're just not that big. If you want me to run a short stem, you got to make the bike longer. And now I'm looking at some extra larges going, okay, uncle, you called my bluff. You made long, long. So if you're six foot four and you want a big bike, this one's really cool. Let's see. I do have one thing about this bike that is a big bust, and that's the fact that they're releasing this bike today, but the availability isn't until fall of 2022. I can understand why that you would release an enduro bike that your enduro team is going to race in the enduro season, but there's none available. And what I always worry about is what if someone decides they have to have a new enduro bike and when Amazon or when Canyon can't deliver on that Amazon Prime right meow schedule, will they end up on a Mega Tower or a Slash or a Nuke Proof? Or just, I guess my question is I understand the value of releasing a bike so your team can race it, but I'm perplexed by not having at least a limited amount of stock available for release or at least available in the next few months. So yeah, that one, that one leaves me scratching my head, but it is a cool looking bike. And again, if, if given the opportunity to ride the Strive CFR, you better believe I would go out and and give her the beans and see what happens. Closing things out with a little gravel action, as it seems every Matt's Week in Review has a little bit of grab grab. Salsa relaunches and renames the Journeyman into the Journeyer. The big move here is to clean up, clean up the naming, clean up, clean. The big move here is to clean up the naming and not make it part of the patriarchy. Add dropper post ports, and for all but the base builds, through axles. QR axles on the Journeyman was always such a deal breaker for me. I looked at the bike as an amazing budget bike that was so close to being awesome, but then it was. QR, so it never really seemed to light my jollies like the new Journeyer does. They're going to offer this bike in a staggering 
12 drop bar options and six flat bar options. So if you need something for gravel and you want to spend $3,000 or less, Salsa Journeyer has you covered. So there we go. Matt's Week in Review, a little bit shorter this week, and for some reason, even though it took me two full attempts to record this, I still couldn't keep my tongue out of the way of my own voice, so sorry if I sound less intelligent than usual, but I did do a hard ride today, so maybe I'm just a little bit um, less than optimal right now. Have a good week, and until next time, ride safe, be kind, and don't bite jack anyone. Thanks for tuning in to this week's news. Until next time, take care and ride safe.